0: Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, it's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening during Thanksgiving Day weekend during the year 2003. Hope that you are had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, are having experiencing a, a great Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, we have a special show for you. Of course, we've been broadcasting a popular Blue Darter football since August uh in this time period. But now that the football season has ended for Apopka, uh, we will go back of course to our normal, you know, program blue daughter sports central during this time. We we had a tough loss to an outstanding Sanford Seminole team last Friday night. I'm sure many of you heard it 42 to, to um, 14. And, uh, but we had an incredibly exciting season, uh, a season I would certainly characterize as a success, made the playoffs for the <coughs> excuse me, 24th consecutive time, picked up a win during the playoffs uh, against a really tough, talented, tenacious Evans Trojans team. And um, But the season's in the books now, and we'll talk more about it later in the show. But all, it's also Florida FSU weekend for college football fans and Gator Knowles fans. I know a lot of a tremendous passion about that game, and we have a perfect guest uh, to join us. Before we are joined by him, of course, I want to remind you that Blue Daughter Sports Central is sponsored by Frogger's, Shelley's Environmental Services, Community Health Centers, and Florida Door Solutions. So you'll be hearing more about those great people throughout the course of our program. But right now, let's go to our guest today. He's the author of the recently released book, Quote, my name is not 18121 018. He was a number one draft choice of the Miami Dolphins in 1989. Had a stellar career as a running back at FSU from 1986 to 88, where he still remains at the top of numerous records in the FSU record book. He was MVP of the 1989 Sugar Bowl, a close victory for the Knowles over Auburn. And, of course, he's one of the most outstanding players in the history of Apopka Blue Darter football. In fact, he was the national high school player of the year, his senior year, 1985. I'm talking, of course, about our friend Sammy Smith. Sammy, great to catch up with you. Thank you for joining us today.
1: talked to you in a while, so I was uh, really excited when you reached out to me about uh, joining you today.
0: Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way. And I was like, uh, I feel like I've been keeping up with you on Facebook because I've been seeing all the exciting things you've been doing with your book signings, especially on the road a lot with your book signings. But it kind of gives us, sometimes social media gives us a false feeling of being in touch with people people uh, when we really aren't. So it's great to connect in person today. And I couldn't think of a, a more perfect guest to join us as we have... Talk about the blue garter season in review, of course, with one of the all-time great players in the history of Apopka High football, and then also with the FSU Florida game coming up this weekend. Uh, you know, a player who played a very significant role in that game, and uh, and what I mean by that, more specifically, is he gained had over a hundred yards rushing in all the all of the Florida FSU games that he, that he played in. In fact, was a you know, and still is at the record books of, of that particular game. Um now I and I want to talk about that game specifically in 1986 uh a little bit later but first of all you know I'd like to bring our you know, remind remind our listeners of of your just released book in fact you're still have on an aggressive schedule of book signings um around the southeast uh, the book is my name is not 18121-018 and, and can you just talk a little bit about the book and specifically that's also the name of the first chapter, and it's a very you know, powerful and very personal chapter. And can you maybe share just a little bit about that specific chapter with our listeners?
1: Well, you know, the book uh, really entails a lot of, lot of things if you get a chance to read it. Um, it doesn't go into my whole journey, but I'm able to touch on just a few things. Uh, in this first book uh, that uh, I believe are impactful— and that'll make a difference in people's lives by sharing them. Um, you know, the title of the book, uh, was my federal bureau of prisons, uh, number. And so, you know, I've just, uh, empowered to be able to say through the grace of God that, man, I'm not defined by that number and, um, and that, uh, I am defined by who, who God says I am. And, uh, that, that, has been an encouraging statement, I believe, for folks that have, you know, endured some uh, difficult times that may have uh, involved having to go and do some prison time. And so um, it's just to be encouraging to know uh, and to let folks know that, uh, again, man um, you can uh, pull yourself out of uh, difficult times by just leaning on and trusting in God and, uh, the book has been really good for me to have the opportunity, again, to take it around uh, basically the southeast here the last few months uh, as I've included it in uh, opportunities I've had to share the gospel. Uh, you know, that book just kind of goes hand in hand, and I've, I've been blessed, again, to be able to take it and to share it with folks and to be able to offer it up for folks to uh, uh, buy it and to
0: to hopefully uh, be impacted by it. It's a powerful book. Thank you for sharing about it with us. And, of course, I have to reflect and reminisce a little bit about the wonderful book signing event we had at Frogger's uh, back in August. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but you know, we—you know, literally legions of our listeners and, and your supporters came out to join us at Frogger's that evening, and uh, it's uh, been one of my highlights of, of since I've been doing radio shows.
1: Yeah, I had a great time, man. I appreciate uh, you helping me pull that off, Roger, and the Apopka community, uh, the John Land Trust, and uh, several others that uh, played a big role in that, Will Sullivan, Rob uh the folks from over at Shelly's. Um, if I'm forgetting someone, uh, they know I'm not doing it on purpose, but uh, a lot of people that helped me provide uh, books for, you know, Apopka High School's football team and probably some of the, the Pop Warner kids. So we, um, again, are excited and thankful that, uh, we get to do what we do here, you know, with FCA and, and the area and, uh, just excited about moving forward, man. And I'm, I'm reminded how fast time flies. So, Roger. Football season's almost over. You, you know, I, <laughs> I. I know,
0: you know, and I was so excited about it starting. I, that 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 initial excitement of football season coming here hasn't even worn off yet. And you know, you look up, you look at the schedule calendar, and it's almost done. Like you said,
1: it's almost gone. I um, was talking with the young man that I had the the pleasure of mentoring, and. Uh, um, helping to get the role that I had at Ole Miss for, you know, the previous seven years. And, and we were talking just a day or two ago that, man, he's getting ready to play the Egg Bowl, you know, the, the last game of the season for Ole Miss against Mississippi State. And and we were just, uh, uh, just acknowledging how quick the season goes, man. You look around and you play 12 games and you're, you know, you're hoping for a bowl game and, and uh, just being able to look back and reflect on the season, and praying that you made strides to becoming the type of football team that you set out to be, you know, at the start of the year. And so, um, again, man, I, w- I would just be finishing up uh, my eighth season working with Ole Miss had we elected to stay there.
0: No, it was a. I'm sure that was an incredible experience for you, and we're, we're pleased to, you know, to have you back here to, to be with us now. And of course, you're heading up a. A, a wonderful initiative called um, FCA Outdoors. F- FCA stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, of course. But I, I, before we talk about that, I would like to talk about the Florida FSU game specifically, you know, from a lot of different perspectives. Of course, that's one of those passion games, uh, to say the least. That's a big understatement. And uh, you played a, a, a huge role in the games during your career. In fact, um, one thing that that I thought about today before I called you was, Recently online, I found a a newspaper clipping, and it was—I think it was about Davlin Clark, um, or or, you know, um, or I'm probably getting the name wrong. One one of the great uh, recent uh, FSU running backs, and it talked about the big game he had against Florida. And it said that was the biggest game an FSU running back has had against Florida since Sammy Smith. You know, and and, you had some of your rushing yardage, and then there's actually literally a chapter—actually chapter number two of your book—is a chapter called Life life just isn't fair sometimes and it it talks about the topic of that chapter is the November 29th 1986 game between Florida and FSU at Tallahassee and can can you kind of pick it up there and, and and kind of flesh that out for us a little bit
1: yeah that that was a game you know that uh i believe Florida State had been on a i think a five game losing streak uh to Florida and that would have been my Redshirt freshman year, my first chance having the opportunity to play against Florida, and um, had a big run in that game that was called back because of uh, a holding call that none of us Seminoles saw. <laughs> um, and it was a really downpouring rain uh, game that was uh, uh, well fought out by both sides. You know, a really, really tough game, and uh, we had the opportunity to win that game, and then we. Uh, fell short. And, uh, and so we just talked about in the book how, you know, you're not going to always get the calls in life. Uh, things are not going to always go as you would, uh, want them to go, uh, in different aspects of your life. But what do you do? You just keep continuing to, uh, pick yourself up, man, and just, uh, keep putting plow to the ground and just, you know, keep working. And so, um, it's funny you mentioned that game because I was just looking online today. And uh they had the my last game against Florida there um, that we won victoriously. I mean, we beat them 52 to 17. And, uh, so they had a couple of excerpts you know online about that game. And so um, you know, you look at two different uh, um, spans of time, you know, one time you come up real short and then the next time you you're able to dominate and have a great game. and so, we're hoping for a good game this week. Uh, as a Seminole, of course, you know, I'm hoping that we'll take care of our, our business this weekend. And I'm sure that the Florida fans are, are hoping the same. Uh, it's going to be kind of intriguing to two backup quarterbacks. But uh, who wants it the most? You know, that's what it all boils down to is who's the better prepared and who wants the game the most
0: yeah a lot of intriguing backstories for the this specific game coming up you know this weekend between ford and f s u um as as they're pretty pretty much as every year uh with ford f s u that's one of the things about it. Not only is it you have the passion of just just the game itself, the two teams playing each other, but also there's always a lot of little quirk behind the scene quirks and twists and turns um w- with the game as well and I'd just like to stay with the eighty six game for one more moment too because you know, that particular, it really resonated with me when I when I saw that chapter in your book, and read it because my father and I listened to every single play of that game, and I remember it vividly. And in fact, that game has some of the similar parallels to this year in that, you know, if you know, FSU is used, you know, it had coming in off of a very good season, but they'd lost five in a row to Florida. Florida was coming in was on probation at the time, and um, they had about a uh, I think they were coming in at five and five. Um, you know, in a, in a, in a probation, uh, you know, adult season, if you will. So so, but my point is, so which which really just added to the intensity from the Florida perspective to really want to want to salvage your season and win that game. And it was a, a very close. It was a nail biter. I mean, I remember the just just the tension of the game. It was always so close. The final score was 17 to 13. And then I remember that run. You know, and as a Gator fan, frankly, you know, how I, you know, kind of my heart kind of sank for the Gators, you know, when you made that run. Um, and, you know, because it was a wet field, it wasn't going to be an offensive game at all, difficult field conditions and all that. But so anyway, I just remember the game vividly and it was, but, but, but the reason I add that is because, it would have been a particularly bitter loss whichever team lost um but it was as as, as especially so for for, for the noles cuz you definitely you guys definitely thought you were going to going to get one that year but but as you said two years later you know completely different circumstances and and i think that's somewhat of a metaphor for life as well
1: yeah absolutely you know you just have to um you know pick up the pieces man and uh again continue to plow ahead and and uh this to see where you'll end up. Uh this is a unique game this weekend. I mean, Florida has a lot to play for. I mean, they're playing to try to make it to a bowl game. And of course, you know, Florida State is playing uh to have a 12 and 0 season um and an opportunity to play, you know, for the conference championship and then maybe the playoffs. So, there's a lot on the line in this game uh, and, and both teams, I think, will have a, a lot of lot to be playing for. You know, of course, the bragging rights of the state um, are always on top there. And so, uh, man, it's just going to be intriguing. And I'm expecting a, a really, really tough game by both teams. Uh, a lot of passion. And again, it's just going to come down to what team uh, is prepared the best and uh, that makes the the least. Uh, fundamental errors and that that goes out and you know and, and plays the hardest and, and executes so it's going to be interesting
0: and i do want to add as well that uh, sammy smith during his career at fsu uh, had a hundred yards rushing um in all three of of the noles games versus the gators during his career and would well, really appreciate you spending some time with us if if you um if, if you have a moment, I did want to ask one more question, and that's about your work with uh, with uh, FCA Outdoors. Can you just you know, share a little bit about that effort with our
1: listeners? Yeah, we, we're just trying to um, create opportunities for kids that uh, maybe don't play in the traditional sports. So we're, we're pursuing kids that, you know, love fishing. Uh, they love hunting, um, you know, skeet shooting, anything that doesn't uh, – particularly uh, fit into, like, you know, the football, basketball, uh, baseball, track and field. But uh, we want to reach kids right where they are. But, you know, at the same time, there's so many kids that play these other sports that love to fish, too, and love to hunt, too. So we just wanted to try to create uh, more opportunities here to, to share the gospel with kids um, in different areas of, of, of the sports world. And then also to have an opportunity to bring into the fold more uh, folks that uh, could potentially become supporters of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you know, with their time, talents, and treasure. And, uh, you know, just to create opportunities for adults, too, that love to hunt, fish, and uh, to try and be able to um, involve sharing the gospel in, in their endeavors also. So it's not just for the... The youth that we're here, we're here for the adults too, and just want to want to be impactful through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes.
0: Well, thank you for sharing. It's a, a great project. I know you're very excited and passionate about it, and you've already had quite a bit of success with it, even if it's in the early stages. Friends, Sammy Smith, Blue Dart, great FSU, great, um, and joining us today to talk a little bit about his his outstanding book and also Florida versus FSU. Sammy, great to catch up with you. Really appreciate it.
1: Hey, look forward to seeing you soon, buddy.
0: Look forward to seeing you. Friends, we'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin williams Please stay with us. Brought to you by Frogger's Grill & Bar, Popka, and by Shelly's Environmental Services. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin williams Friends, it's great to be with you here on this Friday evening, this Thanksgiving weekend, Friday evening. Hope you and your family, or you specifically, had a wonderful Thanksgiving day. Hope you're enjoying a great Thanksgiving weekend. Of course, there's so much to be thankful for, certainly speaking personally, so many blessings and so much to be thankful for. Thanksgiving's always one of my, my favorite holidays, but of course, we should always, we always want to remember those who are less fortunate and um, those who may not be having such a great, wonderful Thanksgiving as well. Um, now, I wanted to uh, just, it's great to be back with you. It's a uh, little disappointing that we're not still playing football, but the Blue Daughters had an excellent, uh, from, from my from my perspective, a very successful season. In fact, it was certainly one of the most memorable uh, pop good Blue Daughter football seasons of my lifetime, and I've been following the team since 1960. So and, and t- so today, later on our show, as we go through the course of the show, we're going to revisit some of those um, huge, uh, memorable highlights, and there were literally many of them. And I'll just run over the list real quickly uh, at the top, and we'll get more in depth as we go along. Two people I want to, to mention. Of course, I want to mention um, first of all before we get that in depth. I want to thank, of course, our, our sponsors for Blue Dart Sports Central and Blue Dart Football. And they include, of course, Community Health Centers of Central Florida and Florida Door Solutions. The community Health Centers was founded in Apopka And since that time in 1972, and since that time, they have served our community with affordable quality health care now for over 50 years and now with 15 locations right here in our Central Florida area. I want to give a shout-out to Coach Jeff Rolson uh, for another successful Blue Daughter season. He completed his fifth season as head coach of Apopka. We've been to the playoffs every single year. In fact, that includes three state championship uh, game appearances and also his staff and, of course, especially the young men. You know, We started the season off with a special Apopka Blue Daughter football preview show at Frogger's. Uh, in the middle of August, the week before the pre, our preseason game, which was a stirring 16-15 to 15 victory over Kissimmee Osceola. And as Sammy Smith was alluding to, it doesn't seem like that long ago that now football season is, is at an end for most of the high school teams. And, um, of course, college and NFL are in their waning uh, weeks and, and weeks in um, a couple months. Um But but I I want to give a rundown of some of the extraordinary highlights of the Blue Darter season, um, and then we'll talk about those more in depth uh, as we advance through the program. But really, just to to give you a brief overview, and it's even hard to even find a place to start, which one to start with, but I would say certainly a game that that I'll never forget, and I suspect uh, everyone who was a participant in it especially the 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 ball the players and then also blue darter fans and students um was the 2023 homecoming game of course that uh, homecoming is always a, a really big deal at Popka High School it has been for 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 decades and decades and decades this year was no exception in fact it was one of the more um, stirring homecomings that I can literally remember that was literally a packed house we played our Long-time rival, Lake Brantley High School, the Lake Brantley Patriots, and and that game has its own significant uh, rivalry all into itself. Um, It was also heightened to the fact that it was a homecoming game this year, and members of the class of 1973 were in town, and they came out in force at the game celebrating their 50th uh, reunion. Also, members of the class 2003 came out in force at the game, and they were celebrating their 20th reunion, a lot of other... Blue Daughter alumni as well of course celebrating um, their classes and homecoming and it was just an amazing what i would call a, a Norman Rockwellesque uh, Friday night lights high school Friday night lights atmosphere a packed stadium um, pageantry that uh, that's unrivaled um, you know the 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 band the blue and white Blue Daughter band who was a which is a massive group of of youngsters and they're outstanding uh, all the, the cheerleaders the pom pom girls all the, the the dancers um all the various you know ROTC Students that participate in the production of a of a Friday night football game. Of course, Lake Brantley showed up in force as well uh, with their red, white and blue. And their band is, is really an extraordinary one of the extraordinary high school bands in the country. It's always a treat to see them. Uh, they were like I said, they were decked out in their red, white and blue um, uniforms. It was just a, a you know a, a wonderful night of pageantry to begin with. But then it was even uh, further heightened extraordinarily by the fact that um John Peary, longtime editor of the Apopka uh, uh, newspaper, Apopka Chief newspaper, who, 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 among numerous other duties, covered Apopka High School sports since 1978. He was also an alumni, and he began attending games back in his early uh, elementary school years. In fact, his father Jim Peary was at, at that time was a assistant football coach at Apopka. He later went on, of course, to be the principal level of elementary, but. John passed away suddenly and expectedly less than 48 hours before the game. Uh, it, it cast a pall over the game to a certain extent, but um, the entire community responded by making it a night of celebration for the life of John Peary, which included numerous things, including having his initials painted, literally painted on the field um, um, around the 25-yard line on the uh, south side of the field, the coaches and athletic director Aaron Crawford and the coaches actually painted that on uh, just hours before the game. Uh, there was a prayer circle for the players before the game at uh, the John Perry initial circle. His family was awarded a, a jersey and a special presentation before the game. And so anyway, that we need to go to our, our break right now. But when we come back, we'll pick it up and talk about the Apopka Blue Garden football season in review sponsored by Frogger's A Popka Friends, we'll be right back on Blue Garden Sports Central. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening, Thanksgiving weekend 2023. Hope that you are enjoying a a great weekend and want to thank you for the opportunity to join you right now. Um, of course, we are now transitioning back from a popular Blue Daughter football broadcast on Friday evenings to a Blue Daughter Sports Central program, which of course is the program that highlights all the programs at Apopka High School and it presents uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ball players, coaches, and alumni. We had one of our outstanding alumni joining us earlier in the show, Sammy Smith, one of the all-time great players in Blue Daughter history, one of the great running backs in Florida State University history, and author of now the recently released book, My Name Is Not 181. 181- 2 1 dash 0 It's a very powerful book and I would strongly, uh, it's, I very heartily recommend it to you. Of course, we had a great book signing at Frogger's uh, back early in, in the football season back in August. And I saw many of you there. Um, and of course, Sammy talked to us about the upcoming Florida FSU game. He had, uh, he, Sammy played in three Florida FSU games. He had a hundred yards rushing in all three of them. Wouldn't be shocked if that was a record. I don't know if it's a record or not for FSU running backs, but uh, if it's not, I'm sure there's a very short list uh, of FSU running backs who had 100 yards rushing in all three of their games versus the Gators. And of course, as as we all know, FSU's had a, a long string of outstanding running backs. Uh, Sammy Smith is at the top of that that list. A um, and he's also at the top of the record book in, in numerous uh, Russian categories even even to this day but I wanted to uh, and then what we're doing is we're just kind of reviewing the football season I want to reiterate and, and and emphasize that it was a from my perspective it was a another very successful season at the top of the list is a popka made the playoffs for the 24th consecutive time that's an extraordinary achievement within itself Um, Finished with an eight and four record against a very tough schedule. In fact, there's actually they actually have a way of they um you know, calculate how difficult schedules are, and uh, we played one of the most difficult schedules in the state of Florida, and uh, which uh, led to us getting a favor very favorable seed in the postseason. We made the postseason, uh, actually achieved a, a number three seed in in Region One Class Four M, which is a very very tough um uh, region of the state and you know enjoyed a great playoff victory over evans and finished the season at eight and four after a seven and three regular season and certainly from my perspective that's a success and especially when you consider just the long string of of extraordinary and unique games that we had this year and we're just kind of reflecting on on those right now um and once again uh, Shout out to Coach Jeff Rolson, specifically to his staff and to the young men for giving us once again another outstanding season. We were just when we went to break, we were just finishing up talking about the stirring victory over Lake Brantley. It was a twenty-seven to seven victory over longtime rival, um, an outstanding school, Lake Brantley Patriots. Uh, the pageantry and the and the festivities uh, for homecoming. Uh, which were already um, you know, poised to be outstanding as it is every year at homecoming at Apopka took on a different tone with the unexpected uh, passing of our dear friend, John Perry. Of course, he was a major contributor to to our Blue Daughter Sports Central um, broadcast. He always provided the halftime report of our Blue Daughter football broadcast. Um John passed away unexpectedly Wednesday evening or early Thursday morning. Just uh, um, if it was Thursday, it was literally the day before um, the Lake Grantley homecoming football game. And uh, the game was characterized by numerous tributes to John Perry. And I'll just repeat a couple of those before we move on to the next game. Uh, His initials were painted. JP were painted uh, on the field. Um, around the 20-yard line on the south side of of the field uh, by the coaches and and athletic director Aaron Crawford, which is, you know, a labor-intensive project to say the least, especially under a deadline. Um, His family was awarded uh, a Blue Darter football jersey um, in a special ceremony before the game right there on the area where he was, um, his initials were painted. The team gathered around uh, his his circle for a prayer circle and a tribute prayer to uh before the game started it was just a it was a extraordinarily emotional evening from from various perspectives sadness uh joy uh, of of celebrating an outstanding man the joy of homecoming welcoming back uh specifically the class of 73 welcoming back specifically the class of 2003 it was just um really an extraordinary Event from numerous numerous different perspectives, but it was it was characterized primarily by the by the incredible heartfelt tributes to John Perry before the game, and then of course the players have to go out and play the game, and uh, they performed magnificently, brought home a twenty seven to seven victory um, uh, over our longtime rival, the Lake Brantley Patriots. Then, um, speaking of which, now that if, if that game alone. Uh, would be would would make for a memorable entire season uh, in any normal season. Very very few seasons you ever have any any youngsters will ever have, or even fans and alumni ever have, will have that kind. Of, will have a game that has that kind of emotional impact, followed by a well played game and in, in, in a huge victory. We have had numerous games this year uh, that that were extraordinary. In their own respects, and by my extraordinary way, I mean incredibly exciting um, in their own respects, and I'm just going to kind of review a few of those um, right now as, as um, on the program. A, a game that I will literally always remember in addition to the, that Lake Brantley homecoming game and the, the tributes to our dear friend John Perry, and, and let me say right now too, want to share with you, we will be planning a program coming up in the near future. Um, most likely it will be under the Talking Old School platform where we honor, um, ha- have an entire program dedicated to honoring John Perry, his extraordinary achievements, uh, contributions to the Apopka community in so many ways, and specifically, specifically, but not limited to uh, Apopka High School, uh, Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics, and Apopka Blue Daughter Football. We'll keep you posted on that when we get it set up. It will be at Frogger's. Um, but a- a- another extraordinary victory was the Olympia game, uh, game against an outstanding Olympia team, the best team they've had in years. In fact, they captured their district championship in their district and made the playoffs. It was one of those must-win games. In fact, we needed to uh, to win in, in, in order to, to make the playoffs. We lose that game, most likely we're not going to be in the playoffs. Um, the lead changed hands numerous times, multiple hands throughout the game. Apopka scored late to take the lead. Olympia scored even later than that to, to go up to take the lead 23-22. And Apopka was able to drive the ball down the field, get the field goal unit on the field with just a few seconds literally remaining on the clock. Coach Wilson got the clock stopped with something like two or three seconds to go in the game. Hayden Kosicki and the field goal unit ran onto the field, got in field goal uh, formation, and Kosicki nailed a long field goal for a dramatic game-ending, twenty-five to twenty-three victory in truly a, a must game. That was a um, really one of the one of the most exciting Apopka games I literally have ever attended, and it was on the road at Olympia. And as I said before, it was a game that we really uh, needed to to qualify for the postseason. That if that game's not uh, you know dramatic enough, we found ourselves in a similar situation because we did not win the district. Um, and only the district uh, champions uh, have automatic bursts into the playoffs. Um, so we were you know, fighting and scratching for an at-large berth. Uh, and it came down to the last game of the season uh, at home at Roger Williams Field versus Week Hiva, another uh, passionate, to say the least, rival for the Blue Darters. Already have had some incredibly memorable games in that series o- along the over the years. But um, – once again, a game that that it very it was very likely that we would have had had to get the victory to qualify for postseason the following week. Well, Waukeha, yeah, Pop could come in with a better record. However, I think Waukeha come in at four and five, but they still had an opportunity uh, if they won that game to to make the playoffs because they'd had a tough schedule themselves. So anyway, with a, an outstanding quarterback and a really good offense, uh, Waukeha got out got a got a, a a big lead. Um, uh, was, Popka was struggling throughout the course of the game, and by the near the end of the third quarter, kaiva was ahead by 18 points. Um, at that point, the Popka launched another furious come comeback, and once again, culminating with a field goal uh, by Hayden Kosicki uh, to make the score 29 to 28 uh, in the waning I, about the about the last minute of the game, maybe even less than a minute. However. This time WeKaiva with their outstanding quarterback and offense came right back down the field, at one point got somewhere around the 15-yard line in the waning seconds of the game. Uh, Popka was able to get a huge sack, pushed WeKaiva back a little bit. They're still in field goal range as time wound down. WeKaiva got their field ga- goal unit on the field with just seconds to go. They kicked what would have been a would be game-winning field goal. It missed. A popka comes away literally with another last-second, one-point victory. This time, twenty-eight to twenty, twenty-nine to twenty-eight over Week high. But That, but it's had a, If you didn't listen to the games and if you didn't follow high school football, that, that would certainly give you those two uh, games. Give you a flavor of the kind of season that we had, which included. Two come from behind, one point victories where we got the points we needed on literally our last possession of the game, and both of those games literally went down to the to the last second of, of the game. One uh, game one on a made field goal by a Popka, the other one won on a lost, missed field goal by kaiva after Popka had, had had scored late. Well, there are a couple more uh, very exciting games and uh, other other things to talk about on our uh, Popka Blue Rider football wrap up. So. Please stay with us. We have a break coming up. I want to remind you, of course, that Blue Dart Sports Central is sponsored by Shelley's Environmental Services and Froggers Grill and Bar. Shelley's environmentally friendly, family-owned, locally owned, and environmentally friendly. Friends, we'll be right back on Blue Dart Sports Central. Welcome back. To Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams, sponsored by 4 to Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? 4 to Door Solutions has your solution. I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving Day weekend. It's great to have this opportunity to, to share part of it with you. I want to thank you for, for joining us. Of course, uh, Blue Daughter Sports Central is back. We have been broadcasting a of course, Apopka Blue Harder football games over the course of the football season. Our season ended uh, last Friday night with a loss to an outstanding Sanford Seminole team at Sanford Seminole and putting the wraps on a season that ended eight and four and included Apopka's 24th consecutive appearance in the postseason playoffs in the state of Florida, uh, certainly from my perspective, of uh, another very successful season, which included numerous memorable, exciting games, and we're kind of reviewing some of those games here on the show tonight. I do want to, uh, once again, re- revisit um, how much how great it was to have Blue Darter great and FSU great Sammy Smith joining us on the show. Of course, I can't think of a more perfect guest because Sammy has uh, you know, literally one of the outstanding players in both Apopka Blue Darter, Blue Darter football history. In fact, he was the nas- National Scholastic National Player of the Year his senior year at Apopka, and of course he had it was one of the outstanding uh, running backs in the history of Florida State football as well, which included uh, being uh, named Most Valuable Player of the 1989 Sugar Bowl. He was also the Most Valuable Player of the All American Bowl in a previous season. He's also a number one draft choice for the Miami Dolphins. but any, And he now, of course, has been working with Fellowship of Christian Athletes for over the past 10 years, and he's the author of the recently re- released book, My Name Is Not, 18121-018. It's a memoir of his experiences, his life experiences, both the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. And if you're familiar with Sammy Smith's life at all, he's had some extraordinary ups and some extraordinary downs in his life. And um, the, the, the book documents how his relationship with Christ and his Christian faith has brought him through the very dark times, which he outlines specifically in detail, passionate detail um, in the book, starting with the very first chapter, which is also the name of the book. My name is not one eight one, two one dash zero one eight. And if you miss the, the, the conversation with Sammy. Uh, the name, the title of the book is the the number that he was given when he was um, processed in, into federal prison. That was his official number with the Federal Bureau of Prisons when he had to serve uh, federal time in pres- federal prison. Um, over, you know, after short after his NFL career uh, came to an end, uh, and it talks about his uh, recu- his his, his bouncing back from. That experience and uh, and the things that he's, uh, the the things along his way uh, that have brought him to the point where he is in life, and now, and where he is in life now, has been uh, with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for over ten years, and and some some extraordinary work there, outstanding work there, uh, which most recently included eight years as the life coach, director of character development at Ole Miss University. Uh, University of Mississippi in Oxford, Mississippi. And now most recently, he's back here in Central Florida heading up an effort called FCA Outdoors, which is a great program uh, for youngsters, high school uh, students, kids, uh, to help um, help them enjoy the outdoors, hunting, fishing, other outdoors activities um, under the, the guise uh, and under the, uh, with the direction and the uh, support from uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Now we'll go back to, once again, before we uh, go back to um, some of the specifics about the season, once again, want to salute Coach Jeff Rolson for the outstanding work that he, another outstanding season for Apopka Blue arter football, and then also, of course, the, the young men who played um, of this season representing our team in our town and our school. Um, and also, once again, once again we're, we're talking uh, a lot about, Our dear friend, John Perry, who is a major part of our program. In fact, he would have been a guest today. Of course, every year we do one of these Blue Daughter football season wrap ups, and he's always uh, the the, the principal guest of of that particular show. Um, You know, he has covered he covered Apopka Blue Daughter football and Apopka Blue Daughter athletics since 1978 and, of course, had a comprehensive encyclopedic knowledge of Blue Daughter football over the last four to five decades and uh John uh, sadly passed away died uh, died into sleep um forty eight hours before the homecoming game versus lake Brantley um early in the mid october and we're we're continuing to honor his legacy and his life and i want to you know, share that with you. Some of you may not be aware of that of that sad loss and um so I want to acknowledge you know John for a lot of reasons, but especially when the one of the main reasons to share that with you is because normally he's he's right here with us either in the studio or on the phone when we do this this annual program every year. Um and once again remind you we will have a full blown one hour tribute program to John Perry coming up sometime in December. Be sure to tell you about the details there, most likely under the the talking old school on the talking old school platform. And speaking of talking old school, I want to remind you to join us on Talking Old School this week. Um Saturday, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. And, of course, on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. That comes up on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. But now back to some of those very exciting games. We talked about the 25-23 to 23 victory, must-win victory over an, outstanding, an excellent Olympia Titans team on the road. A game that was a must-win uh, game if we're going to make the postseason. one on a walk off field goal by Hayden Kosicki. also want the the 29 to 28 come from behind victory over Wekaiva. we made up came from behind after being 18 points down late in the third quarter uh, another must game win game if we were to get in the playoffs and that one went down to the last second um and then also the, the extraordinary stirring emotional homecoming game uh, 27 to seven victory over Lake Brantley and also the night where John Perry's life was honored um, in various, numerous different ways, including by the players who gathered around uh, for a prayer circle around the circle where John's uh, initials had been painted onto the field at Roger Williams Field. Uh, if, if these three games weren't enough, weren't exciting and memorable enough, another game that I, a lot of people ask me about was the first game of the season, a uh, road game at Okoy. And, of course, once again, Okoy has been a longtime rival of Apopka High School. In fact, um, you know, some of you, you uh, old school uh, you know, guys and gals will know or recall that Okoy is, there have been three different um, versions, uh, for lack of a better word, of Okoy High School uh, over the past 100 years. You know, there was a uh, Okoy High School back in the nineteen uh, you tens, know, 20s, 30s. Before before – through the – up to World War II, um, that that went away. They were merged with Lakeview High School um, uh, from Winter Garden. Uh, Then in the early 60s, um, a a second uh, rendition, if you will, of Okoye High School came along. Uh, That lasted until the class of 1975. Um, Those were the guys that we played against back in the day. Uh, That was phased out. Um, Once again, Okoye merged with Lakeview High School, and Lakeview were actually merged to create West Orange High School. And then uh, thanks to the efforts of the late Mayor Scott Vandergrift, uh, uh, the most recent Okoye High School emerged probably 10 or 12 years ago or 15 years ago. And so anyway, that's a little bit history that most people don't know about. But, um, you know, obviously the schools are about five or six miles apart. The communities are, are very close together in West Orange County, North Northwest Orange County. And so it's a ga- ga- game that always has a little extra going for it as well because of those factors. Um, this was, this season, it was the first game of the season. Of course, season opener always is a special event um, 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 unto itself. Uh, this was a defensive struggle, to say the least. The game was 0-0, zero to zero. Um, and I know some of you probably uh, listened to the game. The game was 0-0 zero to zero until late in the game. Popka was able to block a punt punt went through the end zone, got a two points for the safety uh, and that score held up <laughs> a popka 2 Okoy zero to start the season. Uh, once again a, a definitely a different kind of game. Um, some people may have been um, frustrated by the lack of offense by both teams personally, me not so much. I always like to watch de- I always like a good defensive game anyway. And of course, any game that's that's zero to zero, that's tied throughout the course of the game, uh, from my perspective, is going to be a very exciting game. Um, so the way that I look at that game is is uh, <laughs> a very exciting game, zero to zero game. We, we did just enough to get two po- scratch out two points on a block punt, and um, yeah, you know, got got left left Okoye with a victory. So, but once again, a game that was not only exciting. During the course of, of the game being played, uh, a, a memorable game to say the least, largely because of the very unusual score, two to nothing. And before we, I mean, then this is just almost uh, scratching the surface. I think we hit the the, 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 the four huge ones, but uh, also along the way, we're a 14 to 7 victory over longtime rival West Orange. In fact, that was the game where we, uh, where we had the Sammy Smith book sighting. Um, earlier that uh, that week at Frogger's. And then Dr. Phillips, another outstanding program uh, on the road. We came away with another um, come from behind victory. If I remember correctly, Apopka was down either 14 to nothing or 14 to three. I think we might've gotten a field goal on our uh, right at the end of the first half to maybe go in the locker room at 14 and three uh, behind. Anyway, Apopka emerged from that game with an 18 to 14 victory. So a season of uh, close games, of, of dramatic comebacks, and that finished eight and four, qualified for the playoffs for the twenty fourth consecutive year, and won the first playoffs game against the tough, talented Evans team. Season ended last Friday night at Sanford Seminole. Sanford Seminole emerges, and um, you know, they'll be playing tonight uh, versus at home versus Jacksonville Mandarin Jones High School continues to advance in the postseason. They had a dramatic victory over Edgewater, eliminated an undefeated Edgewater team last Friday night. Um, Bishop Moore continues to advance. and I want to give a shout-out to Coach Garrick um, In a first-year head coach at the Masters Academy. He achieved a state championship in their level of play. So congratulations, Coach Krusic, and the Masters Academy. They've already wrapped up a state championship. For their program. Well, friends, it's been great to be with you here on this Thanksgiving Day weekend. I want to thank you for joining us. Shout out to our producer, Jeff. Friends, have a great night. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.